This episode of the Cutting Edge Podcast is brought to you by GlassGadget.com. Showcase Innovations creates tools that help shower door installers be more efficient and save time. Check out GlassGadget.com for more information. Well, hello there, shower door people. My people, my people. Good to see you. Man, it's like clockwork, you know? Wednesday comes around, and here we are. Set your watches. Man, I'm telling you what. I'm just letting people in here. So, uh, hey, yeah. If you haven't ever joined us here in the, in the Zoom call, you should check it out. And all you have to do is, uh, you know, go to the Facebook page, the, the group there, Shower Door Professionals Group, and I'll have the link pinned to the so top of the the group there and you just um click on it come on in and can hang out with us and chat ask questions oh, yeah. make comments yeah. uh so anyway yeah man we've got some some real um you know some real experts that that show up here you never know from week to week who might just pop in and uh there's great opportunities to ask questions and just get advice so, uh, you know, if there's somebody who's, you know, more of a newcomer to the group or new, you know, to, to being in business, or even just new to the industry, um, or if you've been around for a long time, just have questions, you know, I just want to invite you to, to, you know, feel comfortable. Just go ahead and ask them a question. Uh, all of us have, uh, have struggled from time to time or, or even still do. So uh, we're happy to share our experience with you. <clears throat> Is that Derek reappearing after months of hiatus? <laughs> Welcome back, Derek. Is it? This isn't the same Derek. This oh, is a different not? Derek. No, oh, I'm Derek. a different Derek. I'm new. I apologize. I apologize. That's okay. yourself, Derek. Tell us about you. I'm. Uh, I'm actually pretty close to you. I'm. Uh, I'm from Watsonville. All right on. Cool. Yeah. So I, uh, I found your Facebook group and then um, I watched the first live stream, I think last week. And I said, okay, well, I jump on and introduce myself. Awesome. Well, where do you Welcome. work, Derek? Thank you. Uh, Central Coast Windows. Awesome. Yeah. So how long have you been doing that? Um, so my dad started the company probably, it was, uh, excuse me, it was in 1999. Um, so I've been working with him for, it's going to be five years this year. Fantastic. Well, how long has he been in business there? Oh, shoot. Um, so he's he's been in the trade for 40 years. I don't know. Do you remember a company called Custom Aluminum Windows back in the day? I don't. Okay. Yeah. So there used to be a, an aluminum window manufacturer here in Watsonville. Um, Tim Connell probably knows them from Monterey, from Carmel Glass. Oh yeah, Tim probably does. He's yeah. he's been around for a long time. Yeah, I don't know where he's at. He has abandoned his post. I know. Usually, I see him on here all the time. So I he was guy. he was here. He got called out to dinner or something, or clean up for the dog or something. <laughs> right on. Well, welcome aboard, Derek. Man, it's Thank really you. good to have you. For those of you who don't know, um, Watsonville is like 15 miles from Santa Cruz. So um, it's in, we're in the same county. We're in Santa Cruz County. 
So it's, yeah, it's just one of the little neighborhoods uh, kind of in the area. It's, Santa Cruz is uh, similar to a lot of the communities in California where it's just like a bunch of like little towns all kind of collected together. And we just kind of, it's like, you know, like LA, you know, LA County is like a ton of different towns, you know? Yeah. Um, fortunately, this is nothing like LA County. <laughs> Luckily. <laughs> right. Well, cool. Yeah. It's nice to meet you, man. Likewise. So, Shannon, have you been on our call before? Oh, well, you're on mute. You should unmute yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, you're on mute. I can figure this out. <laughs> yeah, I came across you guys and it looked really interesting. Um, I'm always jealous of all of my contractor buddies when we get together at national associations and stuff. They have each other to talk to. And I'm going, where's my people? And, he, and here you are. <laughs> Welcome. Yeah. Well, where so are you at, Shannon? Uh, so we're in Oregon City, Oregon. It's just south, same thing. It's a suburb of the Portland area. Um, I grew up in the Bay Area and, San and Santa Cruz is one of my favorite places. But um, yeah, we have a lot of trees, a lot more rain. So yeah. uh, we have DT Glass. Um, my husband and I are the owners and um, we do shower installation and we also have our own fabrication facility. So we temper and um, fabricate and polish, do all of that stuff. We've done um, fabrication for about five years, but the company's been in business for 25 years. So wow. That's us. Awesome. So I have, a, I have a question. You, I've heard you guys talk a lot about uh, you fabricate your own, like, like you make your own glass, you polish your own glass, all that stuff, some of you guys, or? Yeah, we... Yeah. Yeah, we so have, yeah, we have the full deal. So, um, you know, we get she, we get cases of glass now in containers. You know, our last couple of containers have come from Malaysia and China because of the glass shortage. And, um, you know, pull out the cases, 84 by 130, cut it down to panel size, run it through the edgers, um, get cut the hinges, holes, run it through the tempering furnace. So full deal. Okay. Wow. Okay. I, I'm, I'm not there. That's for sure. I probably too old to even start doing something like that at this, at this point in the game, but uh, nah. that's impressive. But, yeah. You're never I'm too old pretty, to do something new, man. I'm a pretty small, pretty small, Chris. <laughs> I'd pretty say don't guy. do it. Don't do it unless you have to. Um, our, the glass we were getting was so bad, we finally said, this is it. We're either getting out of this business or we're making it ourselves. And we wouldn't do it if we didn't have to. Well, I'm, I'm from Manitoba in Canada, and I have a supplier in BC. Um, so I have a truck that comes to me uh, every week with, uh, with all my custom glass, uh, regular shower doors, um, and then, so all we do is just install and that's, I just really have that one supplier and just buy from them pretty much everything. But yeah, no. So making now, Shannon, a, are you, are you guys doing like installations and stuff like that? Or are you just pretty much just a supplier? No, we do installations too. Yes. Yeah, so the full mm -hmm. deal, we only produce for ourselves. 
we just set up fabrication because we just wanted to make our own glass. My husband like, likes to say we didn't want to improve everybody's glass. We only wanted to improve our own. <laughs> so right here in the Portland area, that's it. It's a very small crew. Um, I like to call us a boutique fabricator. Um, the guys don't like boutique as well, but you know, uh, custom, uh, small, yeah, however you want to say it. So we only have four people in fabrication, um, uh, three to four install teams, depending on how our staffing's going. It's a little light right now, but, um, yeah, making it ourselves was, is a big step, but, um, it, worth it. Wow. I mean, that is a big step for a company your size and, you know, like uh, just like four crews, which, you know, you're not a tiny place. I mean, yeah, but, um, but yeah, that's, that's a big undertaking. Uh, the Dobbins yeah. here, you know, kind of did, did that, you know, they decided that they were tired of buying glass from other people and decided just to cover their own stuff. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure he doesn't remember. I didn't actually meet with Bill um, or Keith. It was the other son. And um, we bought a Mappy furnace and they had a Mappy. And so they were nice enough to allow us to come in and um, check out their furnace before we bought it. So, yeah, we had the chance to go to D3 and meet the Dobmans and very, very nice, very, um, very helpful. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Welcome to the Moppy family. What's your other son's name? I can't believe I've forgotten now. Doug. 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 Yes. I'm pretty sure we met with Doug, but that was 2015. Very good. Good decision though, isn't it? Uh, we're, we've been really happy with it. Yeah. Yeah. So when you came, we were in the old building. Since then, we, we put up a new facility and we have two Moppies now. Yeah, my husband and I have looked at some of your videos and we're going, that's not the place we saw. No. <laughs> you guys no. were, you were wedged into that space. Yeah, <laughs> actually get ready for that explosion because that's what's going to happen to you. Get, get ready you know, to, to grow. We can do four times what we're doing now out of our yep. buildings. So um, yeah, I'm really happy with not, you know, busting up the seams. Yeah, you probably need to get more insulation crews going to feed that beast, right? You wanna, you wanna make that glass and keep feeding yourselves for a while. Yeah, exactly. You can you can say it, but doing it has been really hard. <laughs> um, I'm sure everyone is in the same boat. Trying to find um, good people is really hard. Yeah, I've, I've almost just given up. I just. I just do all my own installs myself now for the last uh, four or five years because I just uh, I couldn't get people to do it. And if I did, they would just make so many mistakes that I wasn't even worth it anymore. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know if everyone's as bad as it is here in Canada, but maybe it's better in the States. You have more people to pick from. <laughs> now, it's pretty tough everywhere. But one of the things that we did decide on, and I'm glad we did, is invest in a recruiter. And somebody that really specializes in getting your workforce. And I'll tell you, this girl, she just hit her 90 days with us. And she's hired 30 people in 90 days. So wow. she's done a great job. And she's brought in quality talent. She really has. How many people do you have working for you, Bill? As of Friday, we we're at 165 oh, between, between our retail locations and our fabrication. Yeah. 
So that's uh, that's quite the operation then. Yeah, it's grown a lot, and that's what I'm I'm uh, <laughs> telling her to prepare for. <laughs> because yeah. when you yeah. have an oven and you and people start knowing you, they jobs start coming to you, and then if you can parlay it with Keith that with social media, jobs will start coming out of nowhere and mm -hmm. and significant jobs too. Yeah. Well, does your recruiter work for you or a subcontractor to you? No, ours ours works for us. But you know, Mike, in, in a lot of locations, you can get an outside recruiter. Uh, you don't have to have them on staff. You just hire them and they pay them, you know, per employee that they bring in. Mm -hmm. Let the professionals do their thing, right? We're not professionals at that. They are. Absolutely. Yeah, it's worked out really well for us, though. Good. I know, Chris, um, when I was talking with you guys all last time I was on, Chris, you were saying that you're a one-man show as well. Do you have to advertise, or is there other guys on here that are as small as me, and do you have to do any advertising, or the work just comes to you because everybody knows you? Yeah, you know, I'm at that that stage now to where I don't advertise at all. And um, I'm just like slam is so busy. Today, I was almost like a little bit, a little bit stressed out about it. I mean, uh, I have so many people wanting to, to, to hire me, um, which is awesome. You know, I just love it. And normally, this is the part of the year that's kind of slow. I mean, Traditionally, you know, January, February, March, you know, the, 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 the period right after the holidays and right before taxes are due okay. has always been the time where it's been quiet. You know, nobody really wants to spend money. Nobody really wants to do anything. They're just waiting to, you know, get their taxes done. This year, we're up like crazy. Uh, our our yeah. sales are like higher than they were last summer. So, um, yeah, I stopped advertising a few months ago and you know i can really relate to what you're saying about you know just doing the work yourself rather than hiring somebody else to do it mm -hmm. um, you know it, it's really hard going from where we are to on um, the next step it's really hard to go from one person to two people you know i mean once you get like two people then just like you can almost train that second guy and then get him a helper. And once you got like a few people, people can kind of start to train each other. Yeah. Um, mm. But but to to make that that first step seems to be like the hardest part. Well, I, I've, I had employees before. Like I had one really good guy for the first five or six years I was in business and we were just going gangbusters like crazy. And then when he quit and then I tried to replace him, I went through five or six guys in a year and a half and I just couldn't. So then, then it was just a decision was just to, to stop and just do it myself. So I, and I'm, I'm like you, I'm fortunate. I don't need to advertise anymore. I just, I have enough, I have more than enough work. And with COVID, I think it's, it's even worse. It's, I have to say no to work. So, mm -hmm. but try, uh, I, I always wanted to, to get to, to where Bill was, but I don't know if that's even possible anymore here. I Maybe say care, careful what you wish for. Believe yeah. me. <laughs> of course it's possible.
Robert, of course it's yeah. possible. You just have to want to do it. You well, know, yeah. you can't get rich off the sweat of your own brow. Don't forget that. Now, uh, we wouldn't grow if we weren't all partners to help each other because I feel your stress. I feel Chris's. And I've been there. And we've all been there. But if you truly want to take the business to the next level, it's inevitable. So the only thing that's going to get in the way of that is yourself. And mm -hmm. once you can bestow some trust and certain duties upon someone and have managed, I would say the biggest thing in growing to alleviate your frustration is managing expectations. Because the one thing I hear from people always say, well, I can't find anybody that works like me. Well, no shit, because they're not getting the same benefits as you. And so you shouldn't have those expectations set a set of realistic expectations of, you know, hitting goals as far as installations, Google reviews, attendance, and start monitoring their pay and scale that way. But I think you know the business and eventually you know this more than me because, I mean, what? unless your computer's different, you're a little bit older than me. Father Time's well, going to do with you. And carrying that glass is a young man game. I mean, yeah, it, it's going to get to you. I mean, it's already got to me. It's going to get to you. And what do you do at that point, you know? And so it might be behoove of you to, I would, don't give up. There's plenty of good people out there. I would say the hardest thing is the culture, keeping a culture where people want to work for you. That's yeah. what's really changed. We have a recruiter now, but your recruiters only, a full-time recruiter gets to the point where you're planning on hiring five, 10 people a month. I mean, that's a full-time job. But, you know, to get one real solid, two solid, when we would start doing that, know where I would poach people from? I'd go Friday night, Saturday night, I would spend in Home Depot in the kitchen department. And anybody that was younger and willing to talk to me and excited about working on a Friday or Saturday night, I know he's got a driver's license and already passed a drug test and doesn't want to work Friday or Saturday nights. Those were our first few installers I took right out of Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great uh, because they already checked off all the boxes that you're looking for and i didn't feel bad because we spent thousands of dollars at home depot over the years so i don't feel bad at all but i i would i would definitely look at getting a helper that you can groom into a lead installer where you can just measure and sell and do your social media to grow the business and brand mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't work I, I wouldn't give up on it because father time is going to bite you in the ass sooner or later it's close. I know. I'm already there too. I can only do the three eight stores. I can't do the half inch ones anymore. Yeah, I don't even want to sell that anymore. Just well, know. that's a problem though. That's it. So now you're dictating your profit because of what you can carry. Get a young guy in there to do it. Sell more than half inch. Yeah. I do have a helper to, to help. I don't know if Chris does or anyone else, but. I just said, well, I'll just hire a full-time helper then. And there's so much downtime for him because we get to drive to the next job or if I'm measuring and meeting with a client, it's there, but it's, it's easier that at least that way, you know, you don't have to carry so much and stuff like that. So that's better. If I had to start again and I, if it, it started over right now, a new shower company and I had to scale it quick, that downtime, that helper, I'm going to make sure they're savvy in social media before I even hire them. 
because mm-hmm. the helper, I want you to help me with my tools and I want you to film all day long. And when we're in the truck, you're going to edit and post. And in six months, everybody in my local area is going to know who we are. And they think this is a big company. It's just two people. <laughs> yeah. So that yep. downtime could be utilized as your marketing and you're really not even having to pay for it. That's that smart. brilliant. Yeah, yeah. That, that's really brilliant. I mean, that's something that um, that you can really uh, utilize young people to do. And it's so valuable. I mean, you, you they're don't already to, doing it. Yeah. It's like you're they're going to be on the social media anyway, so you can get paid to do it. They're going to think it's the funnest job in the world. Mm-hmm. And it's glass is sexy. It's cool. You know, you see all this stuff you can do with TikTok and Instagram. It's just it's fun. I mean, it's fun. <laughs> I would I would look at hiring somebody that's savvy on social. Like I know in our new showroom, they don't even they're not even going to have an opportunity if they're not walking in with five, 10,000 followers. I tell all the young kids now, make sure you start connecting with as many people as you can. Yeah. Um, that's the wave of the future for sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, if I had to do over again enough, if I was interested in, you know, like kind of growing the business, you know, and all that. Um, I mean, what I would do is get a young, you know, get a young person, have them follow me around, um, you know, help me when they could, when, when there's nothing for them to do, they could be on social media posting, following me around with their phone, filming me 24 seven. Absolutely. Because yeah, if, if there's nothing to do, turn your phone on film, you know, like you could be doing live stream, you know, you could be streaming live, you could be videoing, you could be, you know, posting photos. That's a smart thing to do. And it doesn't really take any skill to do that. Um, and they're doing it anyway. Right. So yeah, it's, they feel like they're cheating. I can okay. play on social media all day long when I'm sitting in the truck. Absolutely, man. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Brilliant. If you're, if you wonder if yours work, Chris, I would actually see your Facebook posts every now and then. I think you had an ad running for a little while, didn't you? I did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was doing all of the advertising I was doing, I was doing on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember was, you had that ad running for a little while. Yeah, it's just really super cheap and really effective. Yeah. You know, I mean, you can see exactly what it's doing. You know, you can run mm-hmm. the analytics on it and you can see exactly what it's doing. You can spend exactly how much you want to. And um, yeah, I just found it's like, you know, I, I have people call me and, you know, cold call me and they're like oh you know do you want more work i'm like no <laughs> no don't send me any more work yeah you know it's like um i want to ma- i want to get paid more for the work that i do sure I'm with that <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so that's you know i i had you know pretty good experience with with that you know so uh but yeah i mean i forget to even post stuff you know, on, uh, on Facebook and stuff. I need to, I need to be a little bit more diligent about that just to, uh, you know, even if, if, if I don't need more jobs, just to, you know, I don't know, <laughs> just be, be out there and let people know I'm still okay. <laughs> so who's got a question, you know, I mean, what are you working on? What are you struggling with? What do you need to improve? I don't have much questions, but I'll say this, Chris, this uh, group you have is really beneficial. I was just 
on it tonight before I logged on and watching guys ask for brush bronze channeling because CRL's out of stock till May and a couple of guys have it in stock and how we can help each other throughout the country. I thought that was really impressive. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to, you know, Joe Flynn in Massachusetts is able to help out a guy from, I don't know, Austin, Texas, uh -huh. that can't get material. Uh, that's what this group does. Uh, it's, it's really impressive what you've done. I say it every week, but I truly, truly mean it. You've done a great job with this. Yeah. Yeah, it's really awesome. I mean, I had a, uh... You know, I, I'll have people kind of contact me through my Shopify store, through the glassgadget.com store. And there's a little chat window there. So when someone's visiting, they can click on there and send me a message. And a lot of times I'll get people asking me about, um, do you know, if I know anybody in their area because they're in some other part of the country. And I'm like, hold on a minute, you know, and I'll just jump on the group and say, hey, who's, you know, serving this area? And uh, sometimes a couple people will get on and I can just pass them along. And that's really cool. I mean, to have that kind of a network where no matter where in the country you are, there's probably somebody that I know who serves your area. It's incredible. I use the, the group almost daily when I'm going to do a measurement or a consult with a customer. And if I don't have a picture on my phone or in a book that I'm carrying, I'll just go up into the Facebook and I'll probably find whatever we're looking for from you guys have posted over the last, you know, week or two. So it's, it's very beneficial for me anyway. Yeah. You know, and don't be afraid to ask, you know, too specifically for something. I mean, I see guys. How do you do post? Can you, how do I post? I just got on, I'm embarrassed to say, I just got on Facebook there like two weeks ago. How the hell do I post on that? On the, in the group. You just go to the top of the page. So you just click on the group and at the top of the page, there will be a little, um, a little text box where you post in, you know, um, what is it? Do say? you approve it before? Or can I post anything I no, want? If you remember, you're, if you're a member, you, can, you just post it, but I'll, Careful, I mean, Chris. I'll kick you out, man, if you aren't good. Asking for a friend. <laughs> Yeah, so you just kind of go like, let me take a look here. Um, just kind of go to the group. If I go there, click on Shower Door Professionals. At the very top, it'll say write something. I just put oh, it in okay. there. You can post yeah, yeah, a yeah. photo. Yeah. Okay. All that, man. Perfect. That's how you do it. I'm doing it now. Ah, all right. I'm watching. <laughs> Be good. Careful, be Chris. Good. Get your delete <laughs> button ready. Don't drop too many F bombs in there. Uh, be a good boy. Nah, we're we're a grown bunch of grown ups. We don't have any kids in the group at all that I know of. You know, um, I've learned stuff. You know, I, I've learned little tips and tricks. Um, I don't know some things I probably shouldn't even repeat. You know. <laughs> because um might get in trouble or something but i've seen guys do stuff uh you know and post videos like here, here this is how we do this and it's like wow man I had, I had no idea that you could do something like that and things that i've actually incorporated into my daily uh routine um so uh 
yeah, that's really cool. I really appreciate it when people uh, post those things, share little tips and tricks and little videos of how they do things. It's cool. When I, when I first got into this business 20 some years ago, I, I had no one to teach me. I just had to learn it all by myself. But I would see my competitor across the street at another house or, you know, if we're in the builder's area and when I would see him leave and I would go into that house and look at the shower door and look at it and say, well, that's how we did that. How do you do this? And so that's how I kind of learned. I just kind of would, I would do that too. Look, at, look at stuff and, and just, okay, well, that's, that seems pretty smart. I like that. So. Yeah, that's cool. Well, I actually, I have one question. I was running into this today. Where you guys been getting your silicone from lately? So normally we would get it from CRL. Um, and I don't want to be redundant. I don't know if you guys have already talked about this. So. No, no, it's a good one. probably different. We don't use the CR Lawrence, although it could be the same silicone, just not branded. We buy from a local construction material supply company. We use the Dow Corning 795, probably buy it by the pallet, but we buy it from a local builder supply company mm -hmm. which is cool about that because a lot of the small glass shops don't even know about that so they don't buy there so they always have it mm -hmm. whereas you're competing with every other glass guy in the country when you go to walmart or sierra lawrence sure. whatever yeah walmart. and what was the name that the brand that you use well it's dow corning uh oh. seven nine five right chris yeah that's like the the original that's the shit. yeah dude that's like old school man what they are like, what these the old timers used to say like GE. Yeah. General Electric. It's like that that's what they called silicone. GE. Are you are you guys using like a mildew resistant, you know? Uh, uh, it's I think it's 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 part of the chemical compounds, uh antifungicide or something. I think like that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I I use RTV myself. It's like I, I love that stuff. Um, my brother, my older brother is a glazer. I don't know. He may be watching this. If he is, what's up, brother? <laughs> but, um, so he, he turned me on to that. He said, oh man, this stuff is great. And, what is it? Um, it? It's RTV. It stands for room temperature vulcanization. And it's a, it's not, it's a non-acid pure silicone that's uh medium modulus. Um, and, uh, it's just great. It's just the perfect uh, balance of stretchability, compressibility, um, skins over fast. It takes a little bit of, of skill to use. I mean, it takes a little bit of practice, I should say, to use um, because it does. It skins over really quick, um, but it doesn't stink the way that, you know, like vinegar, like regular silicone does. It dries a little faster and, um, you know, it's just strong. It sticks better to stuff. Um, six almost everything. Uh, what so does that, that usually run you a tube? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's okay. Uh, what does it cost? I think it's like, it's, I use the uh, CRL brand. Um, I think it's probably like eight bucks a tube or something oh, okay. like that. So yeah, because I was looking online and I think like a tube, it was nine, nine something for the CRL. So I said, we got to look for something else. <laughs> yeah. Look at the local construction supply, building supply, and ask for the Dow Corning 79. I mean, or whatever one Chris says, that's the one we've used for almost two decades. And we've had yeah. good no luck. No problem. <laughs> I think I'm paying about uh, 530, 550 a tube. That's Canadian. But 
uh, I don't know what that converts to to American money, but uh, queso lost two me. cents. <laughs> American money. Just Gosh, kidding. American money is going to be like a hundred dollars here pretty soon. Yeah, the money is going to crap. <laughs> Gosh, yeah, we're likely to be off the dollar. Oh, that's another that's another show <laughs> so um so uh robert what kind of silicone do you use normally uh it's called Tremcell 200 hmm. i buy from uh, a company called richelieu but there there's a bunch of other companies that do sell it and i same as you i i started using it just i just like the way that it works i like the way that the tools because i use my finger to tool hmm. um so I just like the way you know, it cures fast and it doesn't really mold up very fast at all. Like I've had some that have molded in a, in a year, whereas, you know, I'll get five, five, six years out of this before some, before some customer will call me up. Yeah. I wonder if it, it is similar to, uh, to RTV or. What's the mm -hmm. expiration date on those? How long does a tube of silicone last once it goes on the shelf? Is there an expiration date? Yes. There is. I think it's like a year or two. I think that's about about a year. I think it's right. Yeah. And it does go bad. I've had it go bad. And that's the thing with me. I mean, I use so little of it that um, I can't buy a case. I won't, it'll go bad before I use it. So I, I buy like half dozen tubes at a time. Derek, do you know how many doors you guys sell a month, install a month? I would say a month, we probably do. It doesn't matter the number. Do you yeah. know the number? Yeah, it's it's usually like anywhere from 20 to 30. It fluctuates. So you could figure out how many tubes roughly you'd be having per job. And mm -hmm. you, you could talk in, when you go to that construction company, you, you talk pallet pricing. Okay. You might not buy a pallet, but sure. if you know there's a six month window on it and you can turn that pallet in three months and you get it down to $2 a tube, it'd be behoove of you to, you know, pony up for the pallet. Get that, get that price instead, right? Yeah. So, and I may be a little naive here, but Chris, why don't you use so much silicone or not enough silicone? Or how come you oh, don't yeah, use that because, because um, I do these frameless shower doors and that's pretty much all I do. And I talk customers out of it. So you don't, you guys don't silicone the, the glass well, and place it? I, I'll let them make the call. Um, like oh, really? the one I the one I did this morning. I do I do the shower enclosure. You know, I go out and do it's like the yeah. inline shower enclosure. It's beautiful, you know. I mean, I'm not, you know, just to, I'm just saying. And then um, you know, I so bring the, the customer, and I'm like, here it is. And they're like, wow, it's beautiful. I bring them in before I cough. Um, so I've got it's complete, it's, everything's done except the cough. I bring it on and show it to him. Like, oh wow, that's nice. It's like, so how much caulking do you want me to put on this? Because look, this isn't designed to be watertight. You know, it should you know it should contain the water pretty well, but it's not going to be a fish tank. Um, you know, do you want me just to caulk the bottom? You know, I mean, I'll caulk as much or as little as, as you want. I'm not trying to get out of doing it. Don't get me yeah. wrong. It's just that, like, look at how nice it looks. Do you want me to squirt silicone on it now? Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, I, it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer, dude. And it's like, look, if it leaks, I mean, if, if like if it doesn't leak, there's no such thing as leaking. Okay, it's a frame of shower enclosure. But if if too much water is getting out, I'll come back and squirt some silicone in there for you later. 
I mean, for me, I have no problem going back, you know, doing that. Um, but you know, everything's close for me and I'm not that busy anyway. You know? So, but, so do you get the check? Do you get the check before you cock? <laughs> right, right. Most of it. Just check. No, you know, yeah, right, right. Exactly. So, um, so today he was like, well, let's see, how about you just cock the inside at the bottom and then, um, and then we'll see, you know, if you're really willing to come back, if we want you to, I'm like, oh yeah, absolutely, I'm happy to. But I would rather leave with it looking like that. And I, and I cock good, I'm a good, I'm good with cocking. I mean, I spent my whole apprenticeship doing nothing but, but cocking. So I can zip, zip, zip right out of the gun, no problem. I barely need to even tool it, you know? You, you don't even see that it's there. But I know that in two years, no matter what kind of silicone you use, it's gonna start to yellow, it's gonna start, you know, after five years, it's going to have to be replaced or it's going to look like crap. And uh, if you can live without it, why even do it? So same with the you, sweep. A lot yeah. of times, same with the sweep. If yeah. it's a deep enough shower, it's like, why? It's just going to, it's just something else to clean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I just, uh, yeah, I just shoot straight with them. You know, a lot of times they're like, oh, no, you know, I want you to cock. Okay, good. I'm happy to cock it. But um, man, I probably to- use six tubes a year. Are wow. you kidding? Wow. Me? I've never heard this. This is the first I time. I six heard tubes this. by noontime today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I still got some on my thumb. No, that's probably not true. I'm, I'm probably exaggerating. I probably use six tubes every six months because I figure that it's going to go bad in a year. I'd like you to record that pitch because now I'm starting. Now I'm starting to wonder if we should even use glass. <laughs> exactly. Just put hinges and clips and you leave it. Yeah, you know, looks great. <laughs> I've, yeah. never, I've never heard of that before, but I mean, it makes, you know, it well, does think make about sense. this. I've done it a couple of times too. It, be, it makes sense, Chris, because when you do a single door, it's no different than a single door. Right. So the panels fixed in with hardware. It's no different than a single door. But when we sell door panels, a lot of times it's on the same size as shower head. So if there's going to be water, the main focus is there. And so the caulking gives it a little bit more strength, but I don't have the callbacks. That's interesting. Well, that's a great point. That's a great point. It's like, so it's, you don't caulk the door. Mm-hmm. The door's got gaps around it. Yeah. So how's the fixed panel different? Because right. you got two times more gaps. <laughs> right. And you got three panels, you got three times more gaps. Right. On the same three, times less, three times less silicone, though. Right. But I think the importance of really educating, we're um, uh, working on that um, installation guide for the uh, for frame of shower enclosures. And um, we're, this is something we talk about a lot is this whole waterproofing thing. Yeah. And, and really the direction that we're going in is that Frameless shower enclosures are not watertight, period. Mm-hmm. We don't use the language of leaking. There are no leaks. How can something leak if it's not designed to hold water? I mean, it's designed to, to hold water. To repel. Right? But to not deflect to be watertight. Shield water. To yeah. deflect, sure. deflect the water. Yeah. It contain, contain water. Slow it down. Yes, it's made to contain the water. I mean, if you, if I went to a, someone someone's house and they had a bathroom with like linoleum on the floor, I wouldn't even sell them a frame of shower door. I'd be like, there, there's there's no way this isn't going to work here. 
water's going to get out. It's going to ruin your floor. Or if there's like drywall, like right outside the shower, I try to direct people in another direction. I mean, I want them to be happy. And it's like, I just know that friendly shower enclosures are not watertight. Chris, I would love for you to set up your cell phone when you're giving the customer that pitch and record it and then post it next week. I want to see if you can go through that whole thing without breaking a smile. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to see if I, oh, dude, I, I do it every day. I have this conversation with people every day. And usually wow. what I'll do, I'll, I'll usually wait for them to say something about. Why me. do you not believe that, Dad? I don't understand. Yeah. I, it's not that I don't believe it. It's just that I don't know. I don't it's imagine. hard getting through that somebody is. And, and we've you know got what, a competitor it, in Sarasota does the same thing. It's no cocking. I don't funny. understand what you're confused about. I'm not confused. It's just, it just is funny for me. I'm not used to it. That's why I want to see it. Well, now, Chris, I have a question. Like, how far out do you go for work? What's your, what's your typical radius as far as you going to a customer's house to do a job? One hour. So if you're an hour out, you'll still throw that pitch and be willing to drive an hour back for 10 minutes of caulking? Well, you know, it does have an impact. I mean, it has an influence. You know, I mean, that, that does enter my, my thinking. Okay. You know, if I'm like two blocks away, I have a different, I have a slightly different. Sure, attitude. sure. Well, yeah. so the ones an hour away don't get to look as good as the one that are five minutes as they close. Don't get, they don't get a choice. You're getting caulked whether you yeah. like it or not. Wait a minute. He's in California. No. Two blocks away is a half hour. Three blocks away is an hour. Right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, no, not really. I mean, I, I have a different. Okay. Do you do a game time decision like when you meet the people? Because you need some context yeah. here. I've done that. Yeah. They're clean freaks, and yeah. they're put together, and they're not animals. And they're like, I don't want the cocking. Like, okay, well, you don't need to be in a fetal position in the corner. But no, this isn't a fish tank, mm -hmm. and you know. I get that. I would want it that way too. Cause it stay clean all the time. I squeegee it every time. I don't need it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I'm using common sense, you know, and getting a reality check, you know, based on, you know, geography and all of that for sure. But um, the thing is really, it's in the educational process of it. And, and this happens to me all the time. I'm, I'm in somebody's bathroom doing a consultation where I'm there to measure. And we're talking about, okay, what do you think? Should the door go this way, that way? You know, you know, we're working out those details. And when they'll bring up something about leaking, I'll say, oh, I'm glad you brought that up. Because frame of shower enclosures are not watertight. Oh, well, you know, what, what if, you know, this, it's like you got a tile floor, right? What would happen if like, what would happen if like a few tablespoons of water spilled out on your, on your floor? Well, that's brilliant because now you've set their expectations. Like I was saying to Robert, they're not going to call freaking out because Chris, you just took 2000 from me. And there's a tablespoon of water before you die. You've already kind of took that error away from them in the beginning. And they're not going to call you if, even if there is two tablespoons, because it's like, it's really not a big deal. It's just so, some water. We talked like, about it. Yeah. It's your bathroom. It's the yeah. tile floor. And see, because that's the thing. People are not thinking rationally. When they're thinking about water getting out of their shower, that's an irrational fear. Think about it. Really? Mm -hmm. 
So like a little water spilling out of your shower, onto the floor, onto your bath mat, really, is like some kind of a big deal. And it's like once you, once you expose them to what they're actually thinking, they realize, oh, wow. Yeah, what am I thinking? But I see so many shower door installers just stoking that fire. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, encouraging them to have that fear. And it's like, why do people do that? Because they, they're not thinking rationally about it. And it's like, wow, if we could get the whole industry on this page, because this is what I'll do. I'll say, well, if they, oh, yeah, you know, well, if they're worried about it, I'm like, okay, well, then you really, you really don't need a frameless shower door. You need, you know, one of those framed shower doors. And they're like, oh, no, no, no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay, yeah, I can live with a little water on my floor. <clears throat> I love it. I love it. I'm just That's not used good. to it. I'm with you, Bill. I'm just not used to it. But I mean, how it many we all have those conversations? It sets their expectations. It's actually really good. I like it. I. You obviously I don't. You probably. What do you do when you get to one and the thresholds pitch outward? You would have caught that when you're measuring, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do I, you I, ever? I, I point it out and explain it to them. You know, will you still install on it if it's pitched outward? Um, no, not if it's pitched outward. I mean, if it's like dead level, which is still wrong. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll explain it to them and say, Hey, this is not going to, you know, you're going to get quite a bit of water out here. I mean, we could put something like a little threshold down there or something, but even if you do that, it's still going to pool up next to the yeah. threshold. I mean, mm -hmm. it's not going to be ideal. Heard bath. You know, but, um, but yeah. You won't do it, it. You will not do the job if it's pitched outward. No, no. I'll tell them, yeah, this, there's no way because it's just going to pour out. And, and that's not acceptable. No one's going to be happy with that. You got to protect them against themselves. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just get the, yeah, I get the towel guy back out here. You know, it's not that big of a deal, really, to fix that. You say get the towel guy out here. And she turns around and says, Hubby, come here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did it wrong. Give me the name. I'm never going to hire that asshole. Oh, it's my husband. I mean, I love him. <laughs> you know, that's why you have to be careful about yes. like, criticizing other people's work Who's because you never know. It might be the, the guy. Who's the guy? Oh, it's my husband. <laughs> Asking for a friend. This tile guy sucks. <laughs> I'm that tile guy. And I have yet that. to see a tile guy come <laughs> I have yet to see a tele guy come back and fix any of his work that he's done incorrectly. Yeah. If, if I point to something out, never have I ever seen them. One, the customer probably doesn't want him come back and two, yeah. he won't come back. He just, no. So it's up to me or, or I either now figure out how to, how to make it so that it's not going to leak or fix it or, or I just walk away like Chris would, but right. no, I have no, no tall guy I've ever seen come back and fix their work. <laughs> no, uh, you, you walk in a bathroom with a level and they look at you like, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's the number one question I get is like, what what have you got in that big old thing? You know, I've got one of those big, like, it's got a, one of those Stabila. Yeah. Stabila. Got like every size level you can get from Stabila, you know? And it's like, mm -hmm. they're like, what's that? I tell them, oh, these are my skis, you know? Or, <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Yeah, as soon as I finish your door, I'm going skiing. My bow, bow and arrow, whatever. But uh, yeah. Tell them they're water skis and all that water that comes out of their <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
That's my scuba gear. <laughs> it's, hey, so, Chris, so same theme. Do you use vinyls? Are you putting vinyls on the strike and the hens and, and all that if you're not caulking? Very, very little. I mean, I try to avoid it, you know. And when I do my, my slick training, um, shower layout and installation clinic that I do, uh, I, you know, I train, you know, installers who are kind of coming up and I cover all of this stuff. I mean, it's something that I really try to talk uh, my customers out of. And if it's a steam shower, you know, you have kind of have to do it, but you really don't have to do it. I mean, even on a steam shower, steam shower, you can kind of deal with the same way. It's like, so what if a little steam gets out of it? Is that going to, is that going to hurt anything? I mean, is it going to stop you from getting, you know, your steam back? Um, won't it look better without all that plastic on? I mean, you just spend all this money on all this glass and brass and it's beautiful. Right, do you, now you want me to muck it up with some like caulking, and plastic and come on. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I've kind of like, so I've kind of carved out a niche for myself by being unconventional and kind of all the things that other people try to avoid. I've really embraced, you know, and that's one of them. Another thing is the like going back. I mean, I know like going back is the worst thing that you can ever do, you know, but for me, I like going back. You know, when I, when I get that call and they're like, hey, you know, um, Something's wrong. You know, a lot of times you'll install a door and even if you um, even if the hinges don't don't move at all, just the weight on the wall can make the wall kind of, you know, start to sag or whatever. I mean, it'll make, you know, the, it'll make it kind of droop and the door might need an adjustment. And uh, I don't mind going back out to adjust. What kind of hinges are you using to pull on the wall like that? Well, the wall mount kind, you know. Yeah. Whenever you have to use those. <laughs> Or when I have used them, I try not to use those, but you know, it's like, I really don't, um, to me, it's not a real bad thing, you know, to, to go back to a job. Um, but it's just me. See that that's why. And it's like, I, I don't have to do five jobs in a day. I can actually do just like, you know, a few jobs a week, you know, I'm, I'm getting, you know, um, good enough jobs to where, um, you know, I can do that. And then uh, if one of those customers needs me to come back, I'm like, uh, okay, I, I mean, I've, I've got time right now. Can I come out there? I, I'll be there tomorrow. And um, mm. that, I get a lot of referrals. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't advertise, you know, so there you go. All of my work is coming from people saying, this is the guy you want to do your work. And uh, the guy I, I did a job for today was, uh, standing there talking to me, you know, afterwards. And he said, hey, yeah, you know, it's like your price was higher, way higher than everybody else's. And, um, and we decided to, to hire you. Now, so it's like, that's, that's the position I want to be in. You know, hmm. just like I want to be the guy that people want to do their work. And it's really not about price. It's about price. Let those other guys all, you know, haggle you know, amongst each other, amongst themselves, you know. Yeah, you know, those, guys, to, right? those guys over those guys over in Watsonville. <laughs> no, not those guys. Those guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that's just, you know, you know, you you 
you find a way to, you know, be different than everybody else. Chris, I, mean, I love your, I love your approach. We've kind of embraced the same thing and it's worked well. Um, when you do a single door and let's just, let's pretend we're in magic land and it's a single door and both walls are perfectly plumb. It's two pieces of granite floor to ceiling. It's 28 inches up and down. Dead nuts. What's the deduction you take on your door? Mm. On seven, the six, no shit. Seven sixteenths. There's no gaskets or anything. Yeah. Why are you even putting glass on inch on the hinge wow. side? And three Why so much on the strike side? Well, what what if it comes? What if the glass comes an eighth inch too big? Oh. What if it comes so, so wait, too small? So wait a second. <laughs> so on that premise, if you have a panel door panel, three eighths, three, three quarter, you're telling me you're taking off an inch and a quarter all day on three pieces. And so if each one of those comes in an eighth short, you could be an inch and a half short all day. I don't think so. I think it's an eighth inch all the way around on a fixed panel. It's three sixteenths glass to glass, and it's a quarter inch on the hinge side. And we're, I'm talking about wall mount hinges. Okay, if I'm using pivots, it's more like an eighth on the hinge side. So it'd be more like five sixteenths overall. Okay. So you're, you guys use pivot hinges on everything. So well, that's I'm with you like on the no gaskets and no caulking, but so then I assumed your tolerances were gonna be tighter. Like on ours, if we have a single door straight up and down 28 inches we're taking three sixteenths off all day and the glass is getting order at 27 13. Oh. Hmm. in a perfect but, world but you're not talking about wall mount hinges no why would we use those right exactly that's what i'm talking about it's like so so if, um if it's with wall mounts you need a quarter inch on the hinge side why no the back plate or you can't just because cut the, the little because wings the back, on it? the back plates are, are, are an eighth inch thick or more. They used Chris. to cut a little wing notch on it. Like they flare off the little thing and you could set the glass all the way back against the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Can... With a half, half plate. Yeah. I don't use those. The Geneva hinge comes with a short back plate. So you yeah. don't, so you can just, you can almost have the glass touch the tile. If you want. Yeah. If you want to, you can do that. Yeah. Yeah. But you leave the space because you don't have to worry about if the glass is a hair big, so the fabricator doesn't hate you. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's the standard. Hmm. Like I use showers online. Yeah. And that's what showers online does. That's the standard deduction for backplate hinges. Um, that's what it is. And I use full backplate hinges when I use backplate hinges. When I use wall mount hinges. I use the full backplate ones, not the stubby ones. Well, Shannon, you need to sell glass to Chris. <laughs> well, I was going to say, too, I think, Keith, what you're talking about is the same thing we do, where you've got the full backplate, but then you cut the glass. We call it Mickey Mouse dog ears because yeah. you've got the Mickey Mouse side, but then you kind of go around the backplate and that lets you get closer. And it's true, it's quarter inch off of the CRL program. We have to, we change every single one of them to three sixteenths, but the strike side off of CRL is only an eighth. So you're still only, you know, if you do the quarter and the eighth, you know, you're still not doing that 
What did you say, Chris? Three sixteen. I think I know. I think you may be right. I think you may be right. I think it may be an eighth on the strike side. So yeah. it might be three eighths over. So that gives you a three eighths. Wow. Can't you can't you adjust or reset the default? Yeah, you can do like whatever I, you want. You can do whatever you want. But you see, can. here's the thing. People are lining up to get me to do their work. No, so no, I'm not knocking apparently you. Apparently, I'm doing okay. I'm not knocking you. you know? God bless you. You set the expectations, and then you know yeah, if I, mean, I do this, I'm not going to have returns to the fab. I'm not going to have angry customers. So, like, you found your niche, and we have to. Yeah. Uh -huh. I, I think I'm just we're all curious. impressed. Chris. I'm just curious. We're not knocking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I just go with uh, the showers online, like defaults, you know. Um, and I, I thought it was seven sixties, but it might not. It you might know, be you you might be right because I think the CRL online it'll allow you to change your strike um, side uh, deduction. It won't allow you to do anything with the hinges. Those, those are all set. They won't let you play with it, but I think we may, we maybe did play with the strike side to shrink it up a bit. I think you but, can change either side. I think you can change the. No, I've, I've begged on the hardware and especially to get the dog ears in and everything. They're like, no, here's, here's how our hardware is fabricated. That's it. Yeah, I tried, but, um, but I was going to say, you know, we even, um, we were talking about the door sweep. I mean, if we have customers that say they don't want the sweep, I mean, so often we're coming back to put that stupid sweep in when they change their mind that, you know, it's now our policy. They say they don't want the sweep and we say, okay, well, let us show you how you install this if you change your mind and we'll leave it with you because we're not mm -hmm. coming back. That's smart. <laughs> that's smart. Yeah. yeah, that's a good move. Yeah, I found that with this. But how do you not get those callbacks? I'm just, I'm shocked. I'm not, you know, I'm not knocking it. I'm just yeah. setting expectations in the beginning. It must be. It yeah. is. It yeah. Is. Yeah. His tone I, of voice is perfect. Too. <laughs> do you is. put any verbiage on your bid regarding that? No. Yeah. That's good. No, no, I just, yeah, I just, I just explain it. And it's like, and sometimes we'll have the same conversation a few times. And then, Every now and then there's a customer who like, no matter how many times we talked about, it, they still don't get it. And then like, yeah, they're, oh yeah, this is the sleeping, you know? So um, I'll go out there and squirt some silicone on there um, for them, you know? And it's like, yeah, I mean, I'll go out a couple times if they want me to and squirt some silicone on there. It's but, the same uh, reason, it's the same reason we're all here. It's because Chris is a smooth talker. <laughs> <laughs> We all enjoy. We all enjoy listening to Chris talk, and I'm sure the customers are the same way. Oh, Billy! <laughs> the, the, only like, like, the only difference is I'm not cutting. I'm not cutting Chris a check. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. That's right. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking about it. I think that another one of um, one of our problems is that we do so much work with contractors. Contractors are our number one. They're like, you know, probably 75% of our business. And one of the bad things about contractors, lots of good things, but one of the bad things is that you can't have those direct conversations with the customer and mm -hmm. that that can get in the way. So I, I think yeah. that's part of our issue. That is tricky. That that does make it more tricky when you're working with, yeah. a, with a contractor. But yeah, but I mean, yeah. you know, if, if we have solidarity, you know, around the entire <laughs> industry, 
And it's like if we're all speaking the same language. And I think this, like I say, this um, this guide that's that's coming out here um, that we're we're working on, we're really kind of gearing it in that direction of just saying we're not using any verbiage that says, you know, waterproofing or watertight, you know, we're, it's, we're explicitly explaining um, that frameless shower enclosures are not watertight. They're just not, you know, and like letting a person believe if you let, if you let your customer believe that, that their, their frameless shower enclosure should be watertight, that's on you, you know, I mean, you deserve to go back there and, and over and over again and, and try and try to make it watertight. But I'm not telling my customers that. I'm telling my customers, hey, if you need it to be watertight, let's just put a frame shower enclosure in here. And you'll be happy. But like, then that's not what they want. They'd rather have the beautiful frame of shower enclosure and live with a little bit of water on their bath mat. Hey, Chris, I see a new name that just appeared here. Which Dustin is this? Dustin. Somebody I'm not familiar with? Or is um, it? I think, uh, I think I know who that is. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, uh, oh, no, I don't know. I don't know who, who that is. I didn't know if it was our buddy Dustin out of Texas. I don't know. Hmm. Well, whoever that is, you should come back again next week. Here <laughs> Same bat time, same bat station. Hey, this is Chris Phillips, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. You may want to join the Shower Door Professionals group on Facebook. Just go to Facebook and search for Shower Door Pros, and you'll find us. I look forward to seeing you.